yeah, no, we've, we've just said we're going to cut our losses and we're going to yeah. do this tomorrow. Let's and then we, we do a special episode just on the British Lions versus I don't mention anything else. We just talk about the teams. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Elite Rugby Banter, uh, the podcast about rugby. And specifically, this episode, we're only talking about British Irish and Lions tour rugby. Yes, bull rugby. Tell them why, Adam. Well, t- why? Because, well, we started half an hour ago, Matt joined. <laughs> Um, then he ran into technical problems and then my wife had to take a work call and then I had to move upstairs. Alex is getting a cup of Milo, but he actually arrived in time. Um, ben, ben just had a, had a phone call with someone else at a different time zone and was driving. Who knows? Ben, ben won't be able to make it. And essentially, Alex and I had a great chat. You know, the lost content. I mean, there was some killer insights mm-hmm. for about 30 minutes on other rugby matters apart from the British and Irish Lions series. And it maybe was lost. amazing. It was, it was probably some of the best content we've ever made. No, it, to- it totally was. Like the last episode from about two, three years ago. Mm. And uh, we, we, and then Matt's joined it now. And I, I wasn't recording, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, I think that's, we, the, that's the headline, to be honest. Yes, that, that, that's it. So, look, we were, this was the point of the, of, of the story that we were going to talk about the British and Irish Lions. So, I guess to start off, Alex, how are you again? <laughs> uh, uh, I. Again, I'm good. I'm again. I'm glad my city's not burning. Yes, and uh, as I noted previously, there's there's a lot of uh, domestic unrest to understand it happening in South Africa for long political and and, and reasons that uh, we don't need to get into here. But it's um it's just dangerous times. Many people living in certain areas in the country. So obviously, if you know people, you're there, anything like that, just stay home. Please be safe. Uh, apparently, the army's getting involved. So uh, I know it sounds quite alarming, but from a South African perspective, it's just two, three steps from normal. It's not that unnormal. <laughs> if that sounds a bit weird. And we were COVID, so um, it's just another Monday, but just just a little bit tweaked. Um, in it's the manic Monday. Manic Monday, yeah. But yeah, obviously, in all seriousness, if uh, just peace, people will be safe. Uh, if to all of our South African listeners um and to everybody else, South Africa is a pretty cool place, guys. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Matt, you're you're also in the city that's not burning. And yeah. uh, your scarf's not work, so life's looking good. Yeah, so far so good. I mean, working's also a tenuous description of my Skype right now. <laughs> a, it's grayed out and a massive not responding, so I'm just leaning back and not touching anything because the recording yeah. seems to be going in front of it still. Yeah, uh, my mind's working too, so uh, we'll, we'll bang on. So, British and Irish Lions and Enforce Special... Uh, just quickly, the Stormers game looks like it's going to go ahead on Sunday. Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, yeah. at, at the city of Cape Town Stadium. Uh, everybody has now headed south, thank God, considering what's happening in, in Kharteng from a COVID perspective. It's not just from uh, this, but a civil unrest going on. The British Irish Lions are apparently staying at the Arabella Golf Resort out towards... Which way is that? Is that towards Robinson? Mm, yeah, I think it's like northeast. Yeah, it's very nice. They've they got a golf course there, it's all I know. Um, and the box they'll probably be staying at the Cullinan in town. Ashton, uh, by the looks of it, yeah. Mm, yeah, thank, th- thank you, Matt. Um, but that's more important because that's miles out of town. Yeah, but it's great for them. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah, I agree, it's great for them. But I mean, it's like a solid. I mean, because they're also coming in on the bus, presumably, yeah, so it's like a solid two and a half hours. Jesus, yeah, it's back in minus. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, it's but... fucking miles out. That's what I'm just thinking. Nice like, drive. Really nice. Yeah, drive. but at least an hour. 
Like, yeah, that, depends that... if you like they hit traffic or whatever. I mean, to get to because I got to get to Greenpoint every time as well. Oh uh, yeah, that's a problem. Well, I mean, I'll get a police escort, but along along the way, it's only like a one lane road. <laughs> so I get the, yeah. a big chunk of the way. So anyway, we'll leave that to the uh, logistics engineers. The Springbok camp, um, yeah, COVID's really ugly hit. There were approximately 20 cases in the Springbok camp. I still haven't had the chance to get my phone, which I should have. But, but sure yes, well, just uh, if you could do bullet points. And thanks, Phil, uh, for providing the report from report. Um, so, uh, okay, so the yellow tape players are the ones suspected of COVID. Of COVID so or basically the guys who are testing positive. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, Crockett Smith, Oxygen Chair, Corbis Ronner, Marvin Ori, uh, Tom Choi, Scarlett Benny, one of the degrees, I don't know which one. Um, um, I almost want to say that looks like Dan. It looks slightly exactly. smaller. Yeah. And then, uh, Sikliti, Bangi Manami, Mahoba, uh, Lodiaka, uh, Pollard, Michael Zolomar Pimpi, and Franz Dan. Then the red tape players who are the injured ones are Arthur Snayman, Gwen Vermeulen. Uh, I think that's uh, it on that list. Because, yeah, it's, uh, it's most of the guys who played the final and then how many of them yeah. are missing and then who else is also just happens to be positive for COVID right now. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys who played the final are COVID positive. Plus another seven from the border squad, and then two injuries. I mean, um, yeah, but look, I mean, it's bad, but this is why you have a squad, right? Yeah, this is why you have like a squad we, of like forty plus. Yeah, it's not like we unable to put our team. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, if you look at, I don't know if we're going to get into that just yet, but if you look at the team that we can put out, I mean, it's not yeah. that far off the pace. No, it's exactly, especially the backline. They're like, you yeah. know, it's pretty close to first string. Yeah, I think backline, I mean, short of, I mean, if we're going to get into it now, short of stain, I think backline's pretty pretty much first choice. I mean, in Kozi yeah. or Mapimpi, most probably like for like replacement. But yeah, I think, mm. like, stain's the only sort of, um, I hate to say the word compromise choice. Like we yes. sort of our hands yeah. are forced to play him at ten there. I don't I don't mind that. Look, uh, he's, yeah, he's, no. he's part of the squad. No, um, but I look, I don't necessarily mind him playing there. I'm just saying, like, for lack of a better phrasing, really, is like our hands forced at picking him there. Mm. No, that, that that's true. Um, but I guess, yeah, the, the box hand has has been forced a little bit. I know there's also rumors that they're trying to add on another A game. And this, and this, and I don't know where yeah. Phil got that from, but which is also I very interesting. I saw that floating around, and I also see I saw so to the announcement of this squad, I saw a lot of what we also mentioned in the group, and that mm. essentially it's the guys like Similani and Nohamba aren't going to be getting. It's a pity that they aren't going to most probably be getting a look in, and that could almost be. The reason for having another SAA game, trying to get that mm. off the ground, is that it'll include those guys over and above rather than being another used as a warm-up game like this one, instead of the, like a sneaky fourth test like this one yeah, is yeah. playing out to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and just how the 
the COVID cases came into the pot gap. There's a lot of conjecture. Say that right. Conjecture. Conjecture. Oh, thanks. Um, there, there were reports that some would say, oh, the box, some of them left the camp. The insiders, uh, I'm just quoting uh, from, from memory from random reports on the show, probably from report, if not anywhere else, else, that the box actually were well behaved. However, girlfriends and wives were staying with them, something like that, um, apparently, which immediately creates a problem. It's not exactly a secure bubble if people who could be interacting with who knows who, like literally only takes one person to get COVID, enter the bubble from from the outside. So there's that. And then SA CEO, excuse me, SA Rugby CEO, Yodi Ru, sat the players down and uh, gave them a shitstorm. I can't find the right word. Um, he just told them to use the Australian expression to not fuck spiders because it might ruin the tour, apparently. Just because guys are getting COVID. So who knows uh, how, how it entered the camp. It's a little bit concerning, though. At least I know the Lions, they've generally over the issues. The boxers started training today. And as you said, we've got um, the fourth test going on. So Alex, do you have the team? you have the team in front of you? For, uh, yeah, I think you I know, you've also, I know you've also done a comparison. So we can just run through the the team. I'm just, I'll, I'll just quickly get a hop in the hooker. Um, Joseph Dweber is starting at two. And he's got a big future in the park camp. Um, does this mean, by the way, that he's now capped for mm. South Africa? Because this is technically our second team. Yeah, so he would be Springbok cap. He would be SA cap now. Yeah. Excellent. Ben will be happy. He's, he's getting yeah. shirts made that he thought Dweber was cool before anybody else. Something like that. Well, I don't think we interested whether we take anyone else at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I did veto him getting, and I told you so because I feel like none of us were <laughs> against the idea of Dweber. Like yeah. it was maybe just like a <laughs> I called it six months ahead of everyone else. Yeah, he is Dweber. Yeah, I would, I would say he was he was one of the more vocal voices. He's yeah. vocal, but I don't think any of us were like, no, you're talking bullshit. Yeah. Like we were no all fairly part. Like we we can we we were like yes no fair like we see what you're saying you definitely have a valid point I think it's not so much I told you so territory as getting to claim that you called it first yeah that's it yeah, like, anyway than like beating like there there there's no I told you so island in this one no yeah yeah remember the rules I told you so island the piece of the affairs majority public game. Yes. And that's definitely protection in this yeah. yeah, we we actually haven't been sent to the island for, for a very long time. <laughs> but yeah, we've become complacent in two mainstream. Yeah, that, that place is overgrowth. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, anyway, sorry, so Alex, you said the team that that uh, it's it looks like a, a Springbok team. But anyway, what is the A team? What does it what does it look like? Well it's from the I mean the A team is drawn from the Fox squad, so it's not surprised really that it has this feel about it. But I go through the squad. Um, so Kitsov, Weber, Indikani, Eben, Mostert, Van Staden, Peter Steptoy, Jasper Visa, Kraftiklerk, Monestan, Umkosi, Damien Dandler, Bukani Um, Chesa Colby, and Bluri. Um, let me just open, sorry, I got the wrong tab open, so I don't have the bench in front of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you can see already, barring you want maybe the bench because I've got it here in front of me quickly. Okay, go for it. Uh, Marks, Worstays, and Koch, Janssen van Rensburg, Elstad, Yankees H, Krill, Willemse, Smith, and Yankees E. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's pretty much so we've spoken already about the backline being 
pretty much the box back line, the starting back line, with the exception of one of his fans. Um, Spoon Corsi, for me, you know, there's actually not very much difference between him and McPimpy no, no, as a no. finisher. And you know, I was one of those who called for him to either start number 11 for us, going into the World Cup, and I was happy to eat my words because my Pippi was amazing. But I don't think we lose very much by starting Corsi over my Pippi for an 18 game. Um, staying at 10 is an interesting one for me because, you know, the question has to be asked if Pollard goes down early or even before the game, who do we want being our replacement 10? And, yeah, we're actually in now have many care that it's between Mourne and Elton, but I feel... Yeah, I mean, it's a bit weird to see Elton becoming you know, a bit of a bench specialist in a way. Also, um, just yeah. Elton's player number 25 in the squad, just also. Mm. So he's yeah. not even on the bench proper. I think he's in like a broader COVID catchment net, maybe, that they just sort of have two guys ready to go in the squad. I know, it seems like they agreed to the biggest squads. Yeah. Um, because the, the Lions also had up to 25 on the second. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, you know, if Elton is our, our plan B, then the question is why is this morning getting valuable minutes? Sorry, the Lions only go up 23. Yeah. So they got, they got a traditional bench. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll see two be cut. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, so interesting, yeah, big talk point there between Alton and Monet, mm. um, winning the back line. And then, you know, in the forwards, ordinarily I'd say, yes, you know, it's strange to see Grabber starting. Um, it is essentially the, the fourth string hooker. But as far as I know, Skara and Ongi um, are both sick. So it's between Dweber and Mark. And Mark is, is a big part of that um, bomb squad team on the bench. So I think it's normal to see Dweber starting. Um, and with Kintoff and Nikon on the side of him, and Evan and Master behind him, I've got quite a lot of confidence in him. I think it's a great opportunity for, you know, for a debut hooker. Um, to be strong about those guys. So, yeah, I don't think, and I mean, even the, the least year, we've seen uh, Visa be deployed as eighth man behind Quaffer, mm. and obviously, Peter Jordan needs no introduction at Blindside. And, but starting, yeah, I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of people feel like he's the form open side in the country. Um, I still, obviously, Obviously, would have Khaleesi ahead of him for various reasons, but just in terms of pure open side jacking, offering ability, I think Fitzsun is one of the best in business, and um, I think actually pretty great player to have against the Lions. So, yeah. Yeah. 
but just look to review very quickly the, the British Irish Lions team. Connor Murray, he he's starting, actual captain, which is good. Yeah, it's, like, it's, a, it's it's like eventually. I mean, surely you've got to start your captain at some point. Yeah, he, he's fine. He's starting, but uh, I mean, it is the British Irish Lions, so it is quite a strong team. Anthony Watson, um, he's newish. He's he's playing at fifteen. Uh, Louis Rezamet at 14. I mean, I like the look of him. Chris Harris uh, at Scotland. Uh, apparently, he's very strong defensively, so it'll be good to see him in action. Bunyaki at 12. We know a lot about him. Josh Adams, probably one of the form wingers um, of the, the, I guess, the Bulls. At the stage, Dan Bagar uh, at 10. Conor Murray, 9. Uh, Talibi Falatau at 8. Tom Curry, 7. Josh Navidi at 6. And just, just so you guys know, I've been doing my research. The six is the blind side flanker. In the middle. So Navidi's playing flanker. Josh Navidi's playing blind side, yes. Would you say he's a classical blind side? Uh, that's up for debate. The the role of the role of <laughs> good, the blind good, side. Has, good, 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 has, good, has, good juke there, Adam. Good juke. It, it has been evolving because you get it, it, it has been evolving just because um, you know you used to have traditional jackals like another you know, South African blind side. I mean, they, they wear the seven on their back, like a high neck so He was very small, but a jackal over the ball. But then you also need a bit of ball carrying ability. Look, it's a long debate. We can leave it. We can leave it there. And just you know. so we get no blood. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we can chat about it all there. <laughs> at, at five, Ian Henderson. Uh, Mario Toji at four. Uh, Carl Sinclair. I like Fool's talk that they just didn't pick him initially just for the story. That he, he he just tours now, and plays all the games. Ken Owens a two, and and uh, Win Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, wait, where's Alan? No, it's actually Win Jones. And their bench: Luke Kandicki, Michael Vanapola, Zana Ferguson, Adam Beard, uh, Tag Byrne, uh, Sam Simmons. He's been one to watch apparently. Gareth Davies and Elliot Day. And so I don't have the 24 and 25 in front of me. Again, uh, does kick off at eight o'clock, uh, South African Standard Time, in Cape Town on Wednesday. Great, great time. Nice and I'm off the. Yes. But yeah, Alex, you said you had a comparison, though, if you're working on Uh, Well, yeah, it's already up on Facebook, Facebook is yeah. it? I saw it yes. earlier. Um, so you're welcome to navigate to the Game and have a look. But if you don't, or if you haven't yet, then, um, yeah, I can run you through the comparisons that I've done. Well, pick up the maybe the, the four or five most important points. Because um, I know we uh, the, the special episode is a bit tough of time for reasons unbeknownst to the special episode. Okay, sure. So I think one of the main, one of the first and foremost uh, head to head, so to speak, is going to be Kitsoff v Sinclair. Yes. And the reason I say that is obviously Sinclair, you know, he was denied his opportunity to put his mark on the final in three years ago um, because of a concussion. But even prior to that, I think would you know it's safe to say that Beast and Tauriro was probably getting better for him come scrum time. But Beast is tired, so you know Team Kisoff is the new guy in the number one jersey, uh, previously member of the bomb squad. Um, but not necessarily because he wasn't as good as Beast. So I think it's very interesting head to head. Um, I've got a draw between Frank and Marston and Henson, and that's because for me they're both players that are relied on primarily for their work rate. So it'll be really interesting just to see who can outgrunt whom um, and see what the item of that clash is. Then uh, Fuck 
close versus Conor Murray. Conor Murray obviously has captured Terry's big weight and shoulders and probably, I think, well, yeah, probably second best scrum half in the Northern Hemisphere behind, you know, the French team not, not be named. And Fat Clerk is, you know, well, considering they're both in the Northern Eastern for their respective clubs, I would say Fast and Conor Murray are, you know, both in the top three. Um, so, uh, I don't know, it's just really interesting to see to see who comes out on top. Um, I, I've given the point to Fast, but I'm happy to beat them otherwise. And then... Um, I've got a few other draws, but one of the most interesting for me is probably versus Adam, Josh Adam, mm. because, you know, two years ago, people were saying quite confidently that Chase Cobb was the best finisher in the world, best winger in the world, and he's really upped his game defensively. Uh, Josh Adams was top, the top try scorer at the World Cup, and he's already been prolific this tour so I think Colby versus Adams is going to be really really interesting um, yeah that's the headline yeah I, I'm also just looking forward to um, Damon Darlinder getting onto the field after his freak fire accident that means mm. that it, it's, it's a known sense of pairing but I'm just glad that he's playing uh, um what did I have? I thought I was going to... Oh, there were rumours, by the way, Warren Gatlin put fire to the flame, that there's a good chance, if I'm a betting man, this will probably happen, that all three tests will be moved to Cape Town. What do you... A, two questions to both. If you won, what are the chances of this happening? Out of 10. And two, uh, how much does it advantage the British Irish Lions? It's not an advantage to South Africa. We're not playing at altitude. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just thoughts, thoughts on that. I mean, for the, for the sake of the tour... I see it probably having to happen, especially now given what's going on um, in, in, up in uh, Johannesburg and also across KwaZulu Natal. It just seems to make a lot more sense. And um, yeah, it's a nice part of the world as long as it's not raining. So, thoughts? Yeah, I say six out of 10 that it stays three tests in Cape Town at this rate. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the status quo is anymore, but yeah. I think. I think we'll definitely see all the tests take place in the same location. Yeah, because it's um, just easier to keep the bubble nine once. Now that they've moved their, both their bubbles, it's just easier to keep their bubbles where they are now. Yeah, uh, especially now they've got a little bit of pesky, wider girlfriends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, apart from those based um, in, in Katana, are you guys going to try to sneak in? I mean, the stadium's there. I mean, we're not going to say time. anything I'll out loud. Also- but I'm just may start hanging out at like the McDonald's Greenpoint and just yeah. seeing as someone comes past just like hanging on the side of a bus uh, I, I've i tried to get um, media passes for for mm-hmm. drug banter before yeah. um, I'll try again but I'll be surprised yeah, yeah. Maybe we should get on behalf of like Mitch or something. Maybe rugby fixation has a better, better <laughs> reach in SA than we do. Ah. We, can, we can piggyback on their fan. Yeah, that's uh, the official local correspondence. 
There's a there's an actual official story now. Rassi Erasmus, he's the one who put paid to this whole scrapping the Stormers fixture. He said he'd prefer the Stormers fixture against the Bills to be scrapped and replaced by another SA clash. He believes the change would be the safest way to preventing further potential COVID-19 disruptions. And Erasmus also admitted, because he had to substitute, uh, substitute him for Jacques Libanaba, who had COVID, uh, for training this week, that changing the weekend's fixture would require high-level input from all stakeholders. <laughs> yeah, and fuck over the Stormers players in one. I'm sure he'd be looking forward to uh, the fixture. Um, I'm just trying to see what else he has. You know, Kobe spooked by the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, oh, that's his honest opinion. Uh, and he, and he, and he said, what I understand, uh, he wanted SA8 to play the Lions, British Lions, this weekend again. And um, instead of the British Lions playing Storm, it's spread. Yeah. yeah so, that's what so he Storm, wants to try and do, yeah. Yeah, just to read this quote, for me, changing, uh, this is from Hans Skonk, so I mean, he's verifiable. For me, changing the Storm's match to another SA game would be the safest course of action. We've tested negative for COVID two days in a row. We're living in a hard bubble and we're moving nowhere. The Lions squad is negative two. My honest opinion is that if we are, if we all the Lions are going to play a team like the Stormers, the chances of infection will be as high as when the Springboks played, uh, inserting quote, uh, played against Georgia. Up until the Georgia test, we only had Ochea Snaman as a positive case. After that, we had eight management staff alone testing positive. The moment you bring teams in from the outside, I'm not pointing fingers at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. It becomes a tough situation to control. Uh, and Warren Gatlin has said that he stated he would not be in favor of his changes being exposed, uh, of his charges being exposed to two matches in one week that basically amount to de facto test matches. Um, and yeah, let's take that. So it's coming it's coming straight from Rusty. So I get the logic. I just don't see it happening. At, at this well, stage. apparently Gatlin's already shut on the suggestion. Ah. Um, which makes sense because it would only really serve to benefit the Springboks. Yeah, because I mean, for them, they want the soft match against the Stormers and that to sort of get their eyes in and so forth. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's yes. an opportunity for us to... It's another opportunity for us to shake the rust. Yeah. Um, and obviously, a few of those best lands. Yeah. Um, but also, just in relation to, to Alan Wynne-Jones. He's on his way back, apparently. There were rumours, yes. He's coming back. Um, he's in line to join the, the party this week. Uh and this is about having the fourth test. The decision of Wynn Jones will be made on Tuesday. What does that mean for Adam Bird? Or Baird, however you pronounce his surname. Well, bit. well I don't know. More, more to the point, how did Alan Wynn Jones get in touch with Wysocki Nola's uncle? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I thought, that, that, yeah. But that, that, that mended a solid bone. This is soft tissue. This was like torn ligaments, so... Did he has he got different herbs for that or is it the same herbs? I also want to know. That's a good question. What's mm. the science here that we're dealing with? Yeah. Unknown. Oh uh, yeah, Marcus uh, Smith he is on the way. Um, just to bolster, I think it was Finn Russell. He's having injury 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 issues and um, Gatlin did say in his press comments that Owen Farrell and Robbie Henshaw they're both expected to be fit for the Saturday game, that that is going to be taking place. And made the comment about the scoreline. How important will the scoreline be? Which in one? Terms this, of, on Wednesday yeah. night or Saturday yeah, night? Yeah, the fourth test. The, the fourth test. So, so the scoreline, I think, is going to be fairly important for this one. Mm. Like, I think us losing this one doesn't count as much as losing it, but us not scoring tries and leaking a lot is going to be a huge issue. Because this if is essentially we, our test side. I think, we, I think we're going to lose. Definitely. If we lose by, you know, 
let's say 15 or less two tries within two tries yeah within two tries then i don't think you can take too much away from it because mm. that's a reasonable margin of error yeah but if we lose by more than that then there's a massive psychological advantage to the lines heading to the first official test yeah. Because we played so many, we picked so many first uh, string guys that a win of that bank chief would basically mean, yeah, it's like it's like half a win already. Yeah. Uh, we did forget to mention the Lions are playing of the week again. Sorry, Ant. I was thinking about you saying, come on, what about the Sharks? They lost 71 31 at Loftus to, to the Lions, but I think the most controversial moment of the game, depending who you are was when Jaden Hendricks uh, was red-carded in the 46th minute. I didn't see the red card. Um, it's I, hardly a controversial card. It was that because, yeah, controversial <laughs> is hard to describe it. Like, it was, a, it was an entirely deserved con- uh, red card for uh, uh, a heinous sorry, piece was, of foul play. Yeah, so I was just I was reading uh, the Sharks coach short ever his comments. He just said, uh, I thought I thought he was saying something about it. He, no, he just said that Hendricks uh, will learn from his redness moment, uh, as, yeah. as this guy has described. He was, I mean, he's an up-and-comer. I think many people like him and see a future, especially in the green and gold. That's a pity, because uh, he was playing really well. Yeah, he elbowed, well and he elbowed Liam Williams. Well, I'm a fan of Liam Williams. So. It reminded me quite a lot of Scott uh, Igarge in the 09 series. Mm. You know, not, not an inherently dirty player, but just one moment can change your the way you perceived. Yeah, for everyone. And yeah, I mean, I'll be surprised if, you know, AJ this time, for example, when we're watching Jaden as a, a springbok, which I think he will be, and a lot of Northern Hemisphere people are referring to him as a dirty player. I think they will. They will definitely hang on to that. No one likes, uh, yeah. like, hanging on to, yeah. like, old news. Like, remember that one time you slighted us, like, compared to the Northern Hemisphere sides? Yeah, I still have never forgiven Dean Quellen. Uh, that's the prop I was talking about. <laughs> I thought it was, and I was like, I can't. It was him. It was Dean Craig. Sorry, that's a, that's a bit of a bit of a random Easter egg. Um, a separate that question. Wasn't that was yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, just other news. We did see that uh, Andre Esterhuizen. Sorry, this is a bit of a backtrack. Uh, I know we said we talk about the lines. This is lines related. He's not coming back to South Africa. Unsurprisingly, he'll be staying um, at Harlequins. The question I wanted to ask you guys, we've got bigger five minutes, uh, four or five minutes. The, the fact that this tour is, I mean, it's been going ongoing in the pandemic. Um, it has in short been a bit of a shit show. Um, do you think it was the right decision for the tour to progress? I mean, we're excited to watch rugby hundred percent. Um, but fans have been able to watch, um, and I mean, there's been COVID issues and South Africa's vaccination program, ladies and gents, is only just getting going now. It's been going for a while, but it's only beginning to ramp up pretty soon. Um, I'm thankfully part of the next batch. Are you a young man, Alex? No, you're older than me. No, oh, Alex you? is a child. I'm oh, to you. Oh, oh, man. So I'm the only one here who can actually get it. When, yeah, when, when the registration. It's you and big Alex. Oh, uh, that's right. We felt very old. That's true. Yeah. So I'm the wise sage. Of the no, group you're the doddering old fool. Oh, bleak. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, some I rather, doddering there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but they're very really nice. Yeah, I'm rather doddering at one time. You dodder. I do dodder. I dodder pretty hard. Uh, so the tour. Uh, I don't know so I just want to say, I mean, England showed the English fans showed their hand 
very hard last night. Oh, Jesus. And yesterday, that like you, they're like, yeah, no, it's fine. We could be playing in open stands and that. I think Wembley's burnt to the ground right now. Like, there, is there anything left to Wembley right now? Yeah, and then the, the racist abuse yeah, again. Okay, we'd like, we don't need to dig into that, but I'm just saying, like, just like, <sighs> like it's disgusting and all that. Yes, I fully agree with that, but it's not. I think what we need to look at is them holding their higher, holier than thou. Like, oh, we'll have fans in the stadium. How how great would it be to have fans in the stadium? Their fans had fucking flares up their asses and firing them off outside in the grounds and that. Uh, and snuffing cocaine. And snuffing cocaine, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, no, like, how is that better? Like, I'd rather have no fans than outright fucking morons and bigots. I don't know. The, hmm. the line is thin. No, the, the, there's many a bad apple in the general public. Um, no, definitely. But yeah, I guess, do you think that... Uh, I, I, should it have gone ahead? I know it's too late to stop now, and fingers crossed we're going to make it to the end. Um, but should it have gone ahead, in all in all real realness. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, I think so. Like I, I know we lose a lot by not having the crowd, but we still seem, you know, like for example, this guy like Pepsi put lazy who at the age of 22 has captained the Sharks against British Outline. They He's playing against Trust now. And, you know, that's a big part of the tour. It's not just about us as fans mm. or about players, you know, for the test series. Because obviously we could have just sent our spring box over there, I bubbled up and just waited until the series, mm. until the test series. But the... The midweek fixtures, like the whole narrative around guys like Butlesi would be lost. Or like bringing Lionel playing... Crenier in from the fucking doldrums of Japan, Japanese yeah. rugby to come play like a once-in-a-lifetime second Sharks match. Yeah, for example. So, you know, then we'd be seeing the Lions play against like Exeter Chiefs, maybe Gloucester, maybe, maybe a few strange teams, I don't know. Mm. I don't know exactly what the alternative would be, but we as a South African rugby public would lose out on a lot of our money's worth. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a big part of the whole concept of the British National Alliance tour is stories like with ladies, even native ones like Hendrix's, like mm-hmm. Man City, is playing really well, and then he had a moment of madness. And I, you know, for better or for worse, that's part of our rugby history now. And mm. we'll be talking about that component of Hendrix's career probably for the rest of the decade. So, <laughs> yes. You know, and look, the... I just think it's, it's important for us to have that narrative. Yeah, and the, the, the second game against the Sharks, I think, was the first time the British and Irish Lions had faced provincial opposition twice in a row since they, since they lost to South Africa. It was, well, not lost to it. It was a tour of South Africa in 19... 19- Footsack, 1910. I don't remember. It was like they played once in King Williamstown they in Eastern Cape. They played the border side twice. So, yeah, they played yeah. Eastern Cape twice. So, it's history, man. Look, Lado is now on the conveyor belt. If we have massive COVID problems, he could get a Springbok cap. He's in the country. No, but Lionel Cronier is beyond the Springboks. He plays for the World 15, Adam. He's already uh, been capped by the planet. He can't be no, playing can't. for One Nation anymore. I, 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 play, like, I played a, a game of club cricket with him uh, once. Many many years ago, in twenty, I think it was twenty ten or twenty eleven. 
Did he uh, try and pretty... bowl you by going around the world and then? No, no, I, I batted with him. I could see he was a bit annoyed that I, I was shit as <laughs> I was. So, just I mean, pure athleticism and Adam in He wasn't a dick about it, but he was just kind of like, no, just do this. It's like, well, just I'm not a ball, gotti... man, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not a gotti <laughs> gift force person. So, uh, <laughs> boundaries, I don't get it. Yeah, he, 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 he can hit a long ball. He's, really, he's a pretty good cricketer, uh, actually, for coming from Queenstown. Uh, I mean, my, my two cents is, yeah, uh, I guess it, sh- it should go ahead. Beyond the excuse, just to have something to watch. Um, and mainly, mainly for the players' sake, a lot of these players hung around for this experience. And I think, actually, your, your point where a lot of the provincial guys, great learning opportunity. Many of them, it's very unlikely any of them will face the Lions again. But mm-hmm. looking ahead to the rugby championship, um, I'm just hoping that we can get there. Uh, it'd be nice just to play in New Zealand, New Zealand. Uh, I'm also looking forward to that. Just some rugby normalcy. And look, this time next year, hopefully, uh, things will be a bit more normal. Uh, all right, Oaks, I think that's going to wrap it up. We've, we've hit our time. Um, so if you have been listening, thank you so much for this rather focused episode on the British Irish Lions to South Africa. Uh, Alex, thank you so much uh, for joining thanks, us. Yeah, very much appreciate it. Uh, and Matt, thanks very much. I'm glad both of you are. are you're you're going to get to the game. Maybe get a drone or something, mm. or just hang out at the McDonald's if it's actually, open. I'm blue. I actually do know a guy with quite a decent camera on a drone. Maybe that's a plan, Alex. <laughs> just to watch them film the training wherever yeah. they where they do it. Just get our own spider cam in. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, yeah, but see, thanks very much. Uh, we do apologize for the slightly shortened episode, but it, it was worth it. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully talk about a lot of rugby including the fourth test and as you said to all the South Africans out there just stay safe uh, wherever you are from COVID and just that rest this taking place thanks very much for listening